your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Canadians your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am your host. I am Scott Matland. As always, I am joined by the incomparable active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, the Canadians are gracious enough to be blessing us with actual, I mean, I guess actual news. Uh, but first, how are you doing on what's been a very rainy Monday here in Buffalo? It's been very cloudy and somewhat rainy here today as well. But tomorrow is going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. So I'm really, really excited about that. And as you said, the Canadians are giving us news we're not fully, fully in the swing of the season yet, but there's some, there's still some stuff, stuff going on. And a nice, you know, a two-way contract, a nice cheap two-way contract is one of the things that Canadians have been up to. Yes. So, and, and so full disclosure here, I mispronounced this player's name extremely, extremely badly when he, we were talking about preseason roster camps. The Canadians have signed defenseman Arbor Jackeye to a three-year contract two-way. So he can he makes less in the AHL when he's sent down there. That doesn't mean he's automatically assigned to the AHL. And they have sent him back to uh, the OHL's Kitchener Rangers. He is eligible to join the Rocket or Trois-Rivières when his season in the OHL is over. And he's such an interesting case because he's a 20-year-old player and he came into camp and the thing most people noticed was, well, he's tall, he takes a lot of penalties, and his name's amazing. No one knew how to pronounce his name until we got it, and he unfortunately couldn't play last year due to the COVID uh, shutdown of the OHL. So he stands six foot four, 225 pounds. In the first few games I watched Jack I play, I went yikes this is not great and then as the scrimmages and games against Ottawa and Toronto kind of wore on I saw more and more of why the Canadians kept him around as long as they did I wasn't expecting him to get a full three-year entry I don't even know if it counts as an entry-level deal or not but there's a lot that the Canadians like in this kid he's big he's rangy he skates surprisingly well he doesn't shy away from the physical game which they like in their defensemen. And the way I see it, he's getting paid likely a minimum rookie salary. He can go to the OHL and spend some time honing his game there. Across the board, it, it's very fun to see what might come from Arbor Jackeye this season. Someone to keep an eye on in the OHL. And the Canadians might find a diamond in the rough. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but... How often do you sign a dude that came as a tryout to your rookie camp to a three-year deal at the end of it? It's it's pretty impressive growth across the board. I absolutely agree with you there. I truly, I think this is one of those things where, you know, um, he got a deal, as a lot of people pointed out, he got a deal uh, before the people in his, what, what would have been his draft year, 
uh, I think he's this is a kind of the epitome of, you know, not giving up on your dream. And still, I think the Canadians taking a chance on somebody who, again, is low risk. And it looks like it's exactly like you said, as the games wore on, he showed why the Canadians are taking a chance on him. And honestly, like, it's not like, you know, you, you can't go wrong using up a roster spot on him at this point. Like, I think anything that the Canadians do right now that is low risk, uh, I'm on board with because at the moment, right now, they don't have a lot of cap space. They don't have a lot of wiggle room. They don't have like a definite future to be going out and swinging for the fences like they did two off seasons ago and got all those new players. Like right now, they're kind of in that limbo stage and they're going to be a bubble team. So like, I feel like it's not one of those, like this is not the time to shoot for the moon unless you have the possibility of getting a superstar for a long-term uh like long-term deal like right now everything that you do that solidifies your depth at a low risk and like a low cap hit or sometimes no cap hit I think is a great idea yeah and here's the thing about him too is that if he goes to the OHL and you know lights it up or has a huge jump year where a lot of people pay attention to him the Canadians are suddenly in contention and have to combat a bunch of other people trying to sign him it's why it's like when they drafted Arsen Kizamutadinov a few years ago, is that there was a lot of attention around him as someone that they, teams might be looking at once his current KHL contract runs out. Getting ahead of the curve to try and see what you have in these players, if it works out, great. You go from there. If it doesn't, you didn't waste draft capital. You found them on the tryout heap, to be quite honest. I, I'm going to be really interested. I don't know too much about the OHL. If any of our listeners know anything about how good Kitchener is supposed to be this year, please add us at LO underscore Canadian so we can learn a little bit more about the team he's going to be on and what kind of role we can expect Arbor Jack guy to be playing. And before we dive into our next segment, we do have news that Everyone who was on waivers cleared. So Lucas Vedemo went down to the AHL. Jean-Sebastian D made it down. Michael McNiven cleared waivers. And from what we understand, Samuel Montembeau will be starting against Toronto on Tuesday night. So when you're hearing this against Toronto, we're going to see what he's got. And hopefully it's something good. Otherwise, I think they should have just stuck with McNiven. But right now, the AHL goalie depth is all there. It looks like... The entire forward core is there. It's still got a few last-minute cuts to make or IR moves to make. Right now, we don't know what's going on with Sammy Niku. But all things considered, the Canadians made out pretty well with the amount of players they sent through waivers recently. And no, they don't need to claim Noah Juleson. They don't need to claim Kale Fleury or anything like that. Let those things die in the past. I would be interested to see if there is moves, if there are moves coming, depending on the severity of Niku's injury. But for right now, it looks like the Canadians are pretty well set heading into the regular season. And so are the Laval Rocket. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. Like, honestly, when it comes to stuff like this, I can't even disagree with you because you always know more than I do. (laughs) It's a very bold strategy to never disagree with me on anything because it gives me too much power and ego. And along with the check mark I got on Twitter, it's just a bad combination of things. So (laughs) it's a Scott Matla power trip. I disagree with you on some things, but when it comes to the depth and the prospects and the Laval rocket, I defer to your opinion. I agree with you most of the time on that. So 
And speaking of things we might disagree with, not us, but who the person speaking, Victor Mete had some interesting comments in an interview with the Ottawa Senators media, and it led to a very fun discussion amongst Habs fans on Twitter, and we're going to get into that coming up next. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching your sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, Canadians fans, this is Scott Matlow with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Do not pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no cash. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50% or 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code HOCKEY. And as always, folks, thank you for making Locked On Canadians your first listen every single day. Just a reminder, we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. All right, so now we get to we get to get contentious a little bit. And it, for once, it's nothing that the Canadians did, well, actively did this time. Uh, the Ottawa Senators are, have, are obviously in the midst of their preseason, and DJ Smith has had a lot of praise for Victor Mete talking about how well he breaks the puck out and how he's such a key part of this team. And Victor Mete said something along the lines of, well, it's very nice to know that if I make a mistake, I'm not going to be benched or scratched the next game. And Habs fans took that personally because of course they did. And he's not wrong, but at the same time, everyone, I need you to deeply chill out because what else is he going to say? Yeah. Uh, I don't get benched here because the other option is some dude who played in like the Swedish third league last year because Ottawa can't afford anybody else. Like what, what's Victor Mete going to say in that spot? Like, yeah, even if I'm terrible, they're going to keep playing me. Like, no, it's a standard cliche answer that of course, Canadians fans swallowed up like a fish to bait and are just losing their minds over. But I do think there is a, a fun debate about development to be had but Laura, I'm curious your thoughts on what Victor Mete said. Honestly, how many players have left Montreal and said things like that? It doesn't necessarily have to do have to be the same coach. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same general manager. There are some players, for whatever reason, 
coaches get into their heads that the player can't play or doesn't fit in the system or they make one mistake and that just sticks to them wherever they or not wherever they go as long as they stay in Montreal honestly like I'm not surprised that he would say that and I do think that there's a little bit of nuance here obviously the Canadians are not the first team to do something like this Victor Mete is not the first player to leave a team and say something to this effect to anybody. You know, I, I, I think that this is a common perception. And for people who have had a rough development curve, whether it's due to them or the team or both, I think that this is something that they will often see like they'll stick to that they'll be like I wasn't given enough of a chance or anything like that that screwed up my development I really wanted to prove myself we're going to hear things like that coming out of Kotkaniemi's mouth all the time now especially when the Carolina Hurricanes visit Montreal so I think this is something that players say a lot but at the same time I do think there is truth to it because we said on this podcast, Victor Mete was not being put in a position where he would be effective. He was instead being scratched or benched. He got put on waivers, got claimed. I think that it's a little bit of both. I I think that, yes, it's a bit of sour grapes or whatever. I think that it's very natural for a player to leave a team, an organization under circumstances like this. I do think that we hadn't seen the best of Victor Mete uh, when he was in Montreal, but I also think that he was often not played when he should have been. And that's something that I do think that, um, you know, whether it's he made a mistake and then he got benched for how many days or whatever he was talking about. I truly think that the way that Victor Mete plays is very mobile. So there's a lot more opportunity for the defenseman to make a mistake. And sometimes what happens is people stick to that mistake and they don't look at the recovery from that mistake. We have the problem with P.K. Subban. I'm not saying he's a P.K. Subban caliber player. I'm just saying this is something that comes up so much and so often. And I think that, you know, we can all just chill because it's possible that, yeah, he was not he was singled out or artificially artificially, uh, you know, punished for mistakes or whatever. But his development here was inconsistent. And I think that that's perfectly fair to say. But I also feel like part of it sometimes has to do with the player's attitude. You know, maybe the coach didn't like the way that he was recovering from his mistakes. Or maybe the coach didn't like the way that he worked. You know, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. But when something like this happens, I think that it's not something to, A, freak out and say, like, oh, the player is just being bitter. Or B, freak out and say, oh, the Canadians can't develop anybody. I think... You know, we talked with Sarah Sivian when she was on, uh, uh, it's got to be like a month ago now, um, about uh, about Kotkaniemi and whether development in Montreal is a problem or not. And it's it depends on how you see it. Development can mean a lot of things. So personally, I don't know if I'm taking this to be anything more than Victor Mete is now happy in Ottawa. And uh, he's expressing that in a way that's making Habs fans a little bit upset. Yeah, and... Here's the thing is that he's not wrong in that Claude Julien had a very short leash on him, but also look at where the teams are right now. Ottawa's not contending right now, and Montreal is going for it. They're in a a spot where they cannot afford mistakes, unfortunately, which is tough. And Canadians fans have been pointing at it and looking and going, well, look at, you know, Jake Evans. He's a development uh, story, and, you know, we can develop players and this and that. And guess what, guys? One player making the NHL as a regular since Brendan Gallagher is not a great look for this organization, to be honest. it's They are trending in the right direction. They have all these pieces that are definitely able 
to make it so, but you can't say that you have a great developmental system when it's one player success right now, and that's a bottom six forward. In time, we need to see guys like Rafael Harvey Pinard make it, Ryan Paling make it full time, Yessi Yolanin, a guy like Josh Brook in the future, a Jordan Harris, a Jaden Struble, Caden Primo, even. They all have the talent to do so. We don't need to start jumping at everything that seems like a veiled shot at the Canadians because we have better things to do with our time, to be honest. Victor Mete isn't wrong in what he said, and the Canadians are getting better at developing. That is true. But at the same time, there's work to be done. And before we go into our final segment, we're going to talk about the Robin Leonard situation and its update. I want to point out that Victor Mete points out how he doesn't get scratched for making mistakes, but Senators fans uh, pointed out very quickly that uh, Eric Brandstrom, who plays a very similar style, is always the first to go on the scratch list, bench list, whatever, under DJ Smith. And it's very, very curious as to why. Um, I guess we'll just wait and see what goes on with that. But Laura, do you have any parting thoughts before we move on? Not really. It's like I said, I think we can all afford to calm down a lot and maybe not read too much into what he said, because sometimes a player's perception is not the same as what's really going on. Yeah. And coming up in our final segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the update on Elaine Vigneault, Robin Leonard, and what his talks might have led to from the NHL. And that's coming up next. So, folks, we are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so picture it with me. You're, you got some kind of car trouble, and the only option in front of you is to go into some kind of chain store you got to go in, you got to pay what they're asking, no matter what. Now, what if I told you there is an easier, less stressful way to do that right from the comfort of your own home? I am, of course, talking about rockauto.com. It's so easy to save time and money when using Rock Auto because it is on your phone and on your computer. All you got to do is access rockauto.com from anywhere. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or car dealership picking whatever they've got in stock. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low for every customer. And you can find whatever you are looking for, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, anything you could possibly need for any kind of vehicle. So all you gotta do is go explore their easy to use website to find the solution to all your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com, Right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so this whole Robin Leonard, Elaine Vigneault, the NHL is giving everyone benzodiazepine and Ambien situation continues to get 
stranger by the minute in which Elaine Vigneault clarifies that he's never done that, but with a very weird allegory talking about people who don't believe in vaccines or this or that. And Robin Leonard mentioning in an interview that he never meant to say Elaine Vigneault was giving or forcing these pills on to players. The, the whole situation is so bafflingly confusing. Apparently, Leonard had a very productive day talking with the NHL and the NHLPA. And I, I can't help but feel like we're never going to actually know what happened based on the stuff that came out today. It, across the board, this entire story is one of the wildest things to happen in the offseason. And there's been a lot going on. And there hasn't been any further updates since this morning. Leonard has not tweeted anything else out about this. You have players like Tom Sestito talking about how they were given painkillers almost regularly when they were playing. And just, Laura, I feel like I'm losing my mind trying to connect all the dots here. Do you have a clearer view of this than I do? Or are we both kind of in the same boat here? I think we're kind of in the same boat but there's a couple of things that i wanted to mention i think that what happened uh as well was that if you look at you know robin leonard's actual tweets and um and what he said um you know there like there is a little bit of room for interpretation i think it's because he talked about vino he talked about the um the dispensing of the benzodiazepine and, and Ambien and all of that. He talked about those two things um, and it was a thread. So people just like kind of made the connection and I don't blame people for kind of taking that and making the connection. Uh, but also I think what threw a wrench into it was this reporter called Drew Wheeler, who we mentioned on yesterday's episode. So if you listen to the third segment of yesterday's episode, we talked about how he confirmed that he had a separate source saying that Nolan Patrick, uh, the Alain Vigneault, like kind of confirming that that was what was going on. Um, this is his tweet today. He said, so this is on Monday. He said, hello, the report that I published earlier this week to my Twitter account was proven to be posted prematurely and inaccurately. I am embarrassed by it and truly apologetic. I personally and privately apologize to Nolan Patrick and the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Now, what happened afterwards is I believe Robin Leonard talked to Emily Kaplan, if I'm not mistaken. And he said that he uh, didn't, he wasn't talking about the meds. Uh, he was talking about there was abuse. Um, and, um, and uh, there's a little bit of a difference, right? But the other thing, the other wrench in all this is that former player Tom Sestito talked about uh, how he has had that experience and that when he uh, moved on to the Penguins organization, they helped him come off of these, you know, um, I, I guess it's illegal as medical malpractice to hand out um meds when you're not when you don't have the authority to and for people who aren't prescribed it right and he said that they were supportive like he named them as a positive but he didn't name the organizations that are dispensing these things to to players so right now personally i believe that it's going on and i do think that maybe robin leonard the way that he talked about it kind of um he, he confused a bunch of uh things into one but i i think that the problem now is that that ambiguity that that is caused by the way that he went about it is kind of going to give the NHL an opportunity to be like, oh, well, he was talking about abuse. Oh, yeah, not the pill thing. All right, we're going to sweep this under a rug again. And I think that's such a key point is that I initially read it and I went, 
oh well Elian Vigneault wasn't was a jerk to players well that's not exactly unique but looking at it it's like yeah you can't be abusive to players it just because it's not as bad as giving them you know severe narcotics doesn't mean it's an acceptable thing and we, we went through that huge change I got I can't remember if it was a year or two years ago where all these abusive coaches across leagues got outed it started with Bill Peters and Mike Babcock guys in junior and everything Daniel Carcillo had a mountain of stories about all the abuse suffered Akeem Alu had stories about what happened when he was in junior and even in the NHL it's not shocking but because people were so focused on something that could have been potentially worse it's like you said they might just be prone to like ah, oh, we can just kind of sweep this off to the side just just tuck it off to the side no one's really going to notice this and to be quite honest with you that's the wrong way to go about it but it's unfortunately the way the NHL seems to handle things nowadays I I really want to know what's going on the curious side of me wants to know but the person who wants hockey to be better wants to know what's going on and my only wish with Robin Leonard is that he had threaded that tweet storm better because a lot of people like you said are going to lose it lose his main point there was that Elaine Vigneault was doing something wrong yes he wasn't giving them prescription drugs but he was a jerk or worse to players but because it's not worse than that people are going to ignore it it's it's still a real ugly look for hockey and Elaine Vigneault didn't do himself any favors in his press conference day where he was just kind of rambling incoherently in the situation around that Uh, it's all of this is just so bizarre and weird that I don't even know how to begin processing it. And I don't think the story is remotely close to being over. Uh, we will do our best to keep you in the know as things happen and things come out as stories are published. We will keep you updated on this like we have done so many things. And before we go today, we do have a special guest to announce for Wednesday's episode. Well, not Wednesday's episode, but the episode we were recording on Wednesday. Uh, Mike Camito, author of Hockey 365, he has written his second book. He's going to come on. He's going to talk about the book. He's going to talk a little bit about the Canadian stories that are in there and so much more. We are very excited to have him on, and we are looking to uh, have a fun mailbag this Friday, potentially assuming I can get our uh, very special guest to say yes to that. So stay tuned for Friday's mailbag. It's going to be an absolute riot if everything goes to plan. And as always, thank you for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen every single day. You can follow us at Lockdown Canadians at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter or uh, email us at LockdownCanadians at gmail.com. You can find Laura at The Active Stick and myself at Scott Matla. Now be sure to make your second listen today, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience for every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available on all platforms.